0: All right, what are we talking about? The Bible. Good. Don't yes. History. No. Not history. God, We're talking about, like, kind of like prophecy in the Bible, where right? before, like it was mentioned yeah. before humans. Just figured okay, it stuff. out. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of calling it knowledge in the Bible. I don't know what the rest of our teaching crew is calling it. We literally have like a five minute conversation about what everybody's taught in the last three weeks and then there's oh great, do the next thing. <clears throat> Which really is very undefined. Anyhow, uh, what did you learn about last week? Uh, no, Gideon. It's set. It's set. Wait, What's, you did. Oh, I was not yours. Why did you take it there? I'm 99% sure that we learned about the part. No, we did not. <laughs> that was about not last year. The, the, the mousetrap was last year. We learned about the theory of religion and um, the Big Bang theory. And, uh, for,
1: yeah. Okay,
0: so what's, what's the significance of the mousetrap? You haven't told me that. Oh, you need every part of it for it to work. Right, and if you, you had just one piece, it wouldn't. And you can't mix the cat now. Say again. And you can't mix a cat and a snail. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad this is what you remember. <laughs> Just bits and pieces. <laughs> the Big Bang Theory, you know, like it's not like a, it's not a exactly. accurate theory so because there's so many holes in it, and like how can you, like from an amoeba or whatever, <laughs> like how can that change into a monkey? <clears throat> to a... Right. Like, why would why would an eye develop if it takes, like, thousands of processes for it to function properly? Yes, and the probability of that happening is well, like one in, like, two billion days. I don't understand is why they didn't just go extinct, because the reproductive system took a while to develop, I'm guessing, so... Well, yeah, to, to translate from asexual reproduction to the way that mammals and other animals do it now? <laughs> or, yeah, <laughs> actually do it? Yeah, I mean, all of those good things. It all fits into this mousetrap argument that <clears throat> the and sum of the pieces is what's valuable, not the, the individual pieces. The system is like the kingdom and the class and the final uh-huh. and, and whatever. Like, there's a level where you can't, you can't cross the Right. Because everything is in its own kind, right? Okay, and then let's talk about the flood. That was what Eric talked about, right? They found a um, with grass in its mouth. That was a long time ago. Yeah. That was like over it a month washed, ago we talked about that. It washed. <laughs> it washed. It Not last <laughs> week. It washed. It washed. That's fair. Okay. Go ahead, Good. <laughs> it washed. It uh, Big field of trees um, into some mountains. And it it cool. Do you mean the geography of the military? Yeah. Or not geography, what is it called? Top, topography. <coughs> hmm? Right. What is topography? It's topography like, about. It's, it's not like elevation. And, uh, elevation. <clears throat> so, oh, we're the highest point in Orleans County. What? We talked about we have, that. Very cool. Have, and like, there's a rock right there, that's where there's a hill. And there's like over maybe three feet of topsoil, and then there's like barely any over there. And why is that? Because, because, because the flood was... was like... Ooh. Put it where we wanted it. <clears throat> Alright, so why are we talking about all of this? What's the point? What's the point? <clears throat> why are we talking about any of this? Because it's in the Bible? That's that's a part of it. Yeah. Because the blood, it helps prove that the blood Well, it helps prove the legitimacy of the Bible, and if the Bible is legitimate, then the logical conclusion is it's true. Well, you should do what it tells you to do. Yes. Right. That's so. Uh, we're proving different pieces, and you know. Essentially, if, if all of these pieces are true, then the logical conclusion is that it's all true and we should wholly follow it. <clears throat> so today we're going to talk about archaeology. <clears throat> Who's your favorite archaeologist? Dino Dan? Dino Dan? <laughs> yeah, so we're talking specifically about um, like historical archaeology, <laughs> like digging up artifacts from humans. There is a you know prehistoric... Archaeology. What we're talking about the other. My favorite is Indiana Jones. Not that he actually exists, but you know that counts for something, right? Um, <laughs> it's probably the only archaeologist that anybody knows, other than Dino Dan. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so archaeology—it's the study of human history through the excavation of sites and, and analyzing ruins. Okay. So today we're going to talk about a bit of the archeological evidence that we've been able to uncover, to discover, to find, and how uh, it proves the authenticity of God's word. So, question number one, when was Jesus born? December 25th. Last month of the year, (laughs) Um, I'm talking year. Many of us. Years plus 30 years. Give me an actual date. I mean, there's like you could be like plus or minus five, and I would give it to you. When Jesus was born. The year. Yeah. It was, was it thirty AD like 30, I mean BC? It was like 30 zero BC. BC. Thirty-three BC, thirty-three AD. What? It was BC. It was BC. It was zero. AD, zero. There's not a zero AD. No. It was zero. There's not a zero AD. That's what I'm telling you. (laughs) Right, one. Okay. So yeah, one is enough. Um, There's some discrepancies. A lot of people do think that uh, it was four BC-ish, and then the crucifixion was like thirty AD. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So we're clarifying. Okay. So that's for our, our intents and purposes. You know, that's good enough, right? So. Do you know when the oldest copy of any parts or pieces of the New Testament was written? Or, right? So so say we found it and then we attempted to put a date that it was created. So I'm looking for that creation date. If Jesus is in 1 AD... When did we have writings about him? What's our? I mean, I mean, he was born in 180. So we didn't write away, write about it, right? Why? So. But wasn't there people there? Well, yeah. Yeah, but they didn't care <laughs> I mean, maybe it was written down, but we don't have those, and that's kind of my point. Like, what have we uncovered? What have we discovered? What's the archaeological evidence that we have found? that is the New Testament, our oldest copies. Just guess. Oh, when Jesus was old enough to put them. How about 50 AD? 50 AD? Okay, that's a guess. Anybody else got something? How about 500 AD? That's another guess. Great. Anybody else? How about 1,000 (laughs) AD? Okay. Memorized, okay. Because I don't know. I mean, memorized it word for word. Yeah. And it passed it down. For a lot lot of Bible uh, critics, that's not good enough, right? And that's what we're trying to be able to to defend against. So, our oldest written copies of the New Testament date to somewhere between seventy-five and a hundred eighty. All right, right. the last quarter. So we've got about a hundred years difference here, right? Is that a problem? Yeah. Yeah? Well, I mean, I'm not going to tell you you're right or wrong. People would argue because it's not. um, And we ascribe a lot of authorship to first-hand witnesses, right? Like John, the, the Gospel of John, was written by the disciple John at the cross, right? Why don't we have his or, original manuscript, right? That's a, that's a question that we have to be able to defend against, right? Um, you know, we have to be able to say, is the New Testament really written by eyewitnesses? Because that matters. Uh, so here's some other examples of ancient texts. You guys know who Aristotle was, yeah. okay? So Aristotle wrote his Ode to Poetics between 384 and 322 BC. All right, that's when he was alive. Uh, guess how old the earliest copy we have? Is. 1100 AD. That's the oldest copy that we have plato's tetralogies all right another ancient historic or thinker philosopher was written between 427 and 347 bc but the earliest copy we have dates to 900 ad nobody questions that those manuscripts were written by plato and aristotle all right so if we're talking about this scope of proving authorship we have to take into every account the entire Subject, I guess, is the word. So 100 years, we're doing a lot better than the 1200, 1400 that Aristotle and Plato get. So we don't really have to think about this. Critics will come to you and say this is an issue. It's really not. We probably just don't have the originals, right? They got lost to time or or lost in a fire, right? That's nothing of real concern. What about the Old Testament? Who's the first author? Moses. Moses, yes. Obviously it has uh, stories and details from way older than when Moses was writing them, but uh, we believe that God inspired him to write them. So when was Moses doing his thing? Okay. <laughs> Just wait. 3000 AD. Great. No, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anybody else want to guess? 3000 AD. That was that was the point of the joke. Yes. Anybody? Uh, so we're talking somewhere between 1500 and 1300 BC. My marker is dying. The green one works. <clears throat> the light. That one works too. Uh, how old do you think our copies of the Old Testament are? Oh I mean, I'm just asking the guess. <laughs> Two years old. Uh, so prior to 1947, the oldest copy of the Old Testament that we had was only 900 AD. Right, so that's almost 2,000 years, <clears throat> 2,500 years, right? That we had to jump for accuracy. Uh, but what happened in 1947? Has anybody heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls? Oh. <clears throat> I heard ship, I'm sorry. said. ship that Uh it's actually a cave. Yep. D S S Dead Sea Scrolls. I'm gonna read an excerpt for you So I get it right. The discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls at Qumran had significant effects in corroborating evidence for the scriptures. The ancient texts found hidden in pots in cliff-top caves by a monastic religious community confirm the reliability of the Old Testament text. These texts include one complete Old Testament book of Isaiah and thousands of fragments representing every Old Testament book except Esther. Why do you think that, Esther? We'll get to that. Just keep that in the back of your head. Uh, The manuscripts date from the 3rd century B.C. to the 1st century A.D. and give the earliest window found so far into the texts of the Old Testament books and their predictive prophecies. Collaborative evidence uh, for an early date came from archaeology. They did this by looking at the pottery accompanying the manuscripts, It was dated to late Hellenistic, which means Greek and early Roman, so around that uh, 100 A.D. time frame. Coins found in the monastery ruins proved (coughs) by their inscriptions to have minted between 135 B.C. and 135 A.D., The weave and pattern of the cloth found in the monastery supported that early date as well. There is no reasonable doubt that the Qumran manuscripts came from the century before Christ and the first century AD. Uh, Previous to the Dead Sea Scrolls, the earliest known manuscripts of the Old Testament was the Mesoretic text, which was dated at... 8900 and there was also two others from about 1000 from which for example the king james version of the old testament derived its translation perhaps most would have considered the masoretic text as a very late text and therefore questionable uh, questions the re- reliability of the old testament wholesale however the dead sea scrolls eclipse these texts by a thousand years and provide little reason to question their reliability And furthermore, present only confidence for the text. The beauty of the Dead Sea Scrolls lies in the close match they have with the Masoretic text, which demonstrates uh, evidence of reliability and preservation of the authentic texts through the centuries. So with Moses living sometime in 1500 to 1300 BC, the Dead Sea Scrolls cut that gap that we had in between authorship and uh, archaeological evidence in half. And the most significant part about the Dead Sea Scrolls is that they allowed us to check the accuracy of our current manuscripts uh, which other than a few stylistic and spelling differences the current manuscripts matched the Dead Sea Scrolls like word for word. All right? So over a thousand years they hadn't changed at all copies after copies uh, god maintained the integrity of his word and the accuracy so there's no misprints no additions no substra- uh, subtractions which is pretty cool right. so our oldest <coughs> dead sea scrolls are dated to about 100 bc which is well within kind of that scope that we were talking about with aristotle and plato right so there's no longer that conversation about authorship or concern there. So throughout the modern era, critics of the Bible and critics of Christianity have claimed that many events in the Bible were false because there had not yet been found any archaeological evidence that would corroborate and agree with the events in the Bible. Uh, But as they've gone through and, and keep digging and keep finding things, one thing has remained true. No archaeological evidence that has been discovered has been able to contradict the events of the Bible. Essentially saying, we just haven't found the evidence yet. If there is some to find, nothing has contradicted what's in the Bible yet, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so here are some examples. Did you know for years and years, uh, we didn't have any archaeological proof of King David? <laughs> uh, a lot of historians thought that David was a folktale, that he never existed, and the stories of the Bible were fiction. Uh, however, in 1993, it's only like 25, 30 years ago, uh, a stone tablet was uncovered, inscribed with 9th century B.C. writing, saying, House of David and King of Israel. And it's really important that it was found uh, not in Israel. Like, it was found in a... A neighboring nation, and talked about how they came and beat up Israel. So it's outside evidence, essentially, is what they're looking for, right? <clears throat> that King David did exist. So now uh, all historians agree that this guy was real. All right, turn to John chapter 19. chapter 19. We're going to read verse 31 and 32. Chapter 19. John chapter 19, chapter 19, verse 31 and 32. The Jews there, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the, the Sabbath day, for that the Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Uh, Here, Chapter 19, verse 32. We can wait. broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus, and they broke the legs of the other man. All right. So uh, in 1968, a skeletal remain of a crucified man was found in a burial cave in northern Jerusalem. The skeleton had signs that the wrists had been pierced with nails. Uh, the knees were doubled up and turned sideways, and a nail was lodged in one heel. There was a hole in his other heel, and his shin bones had been broken. All right, So a lot of people would question, is this the skeleton of one of the guys who was crucified with Jesus? I don't know. And that's not really what matters. What matters is we have a corroboration. Uh, We found some evidence that the Jews had a practice of breaking the legs of uh, those who were crucified so that they weren't on the cross on the Sabbath day. Kind of cool to see a corroboration of that. Uh, Next thing, turn to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 15. chapter 15, 1st Kings chapter 15, verse 4 and 5. Nevertheless, for David's sake, did the Lord his God give him a man in Jerusalem to set up his son after him and to establish Jerusalem? Chapter 15, verse 5. David had done what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, and had obeyed the Lord's commands throughout his life, except in the affair concerning Uriah. All right, I would argue that this is the most famous Hittite, Uriah. What's his story? You know who Uriah the Hittite is? He's the Hittite. Correct. All right, and. Everybody knows the story of Bathsheba and David? No? Somebody want to sa- say it? So Bathsheba uh, was a woman that David saw from his rooftop house, and she was already married, but he wanted her for his wife, so he arranged for her husband to be killed in battle. I think it was intentional in her life, so that he could take Bathsheba to be his wife. But God got after him and did Yes. So that first baby ended up dying, and then the second baby ends up being King Solomon. All right. So this is the most famous Hittite. However, uh, critics of the Bible, uh, for the longest time, uh, did not believe that the Hittites were a legitimate nation. Alright, right. There was no archaeological evidence of the Hittites ever existing. All right. Uh, The Hittites... Are mentioned throughout the old testament starting with abraham and then they continue on through judges and then all the way up through king david and solomon and through the rest of the monarchy uh however in 1906 a huge library of about 10,000 clay tablets was discovered that detailed and documented the entire hittite empire all right but for all of history up to then it was a huge point of contention and this thought that the Bible could be wrong because there's no evidence of the Hittites ever existing. However, we now know that uh, the Hittites existed and at their height they were as strong as the Amorites or even Egypt, right, they were a huge nation. Gonna read you another excerpt. We're talking about uh, more evidence Archaeological evidence that have been found That uh, corroborates and confirms People and events from the Bible Uh, So a hidden Burial chamber dating To the first century Was discovered in 1990 Two miles from the Temple Mount So we're in Jerusalem One bore the bones Of a man in his 60s With the inscription Yusef bar Kwayafa Meaning Joseph son of Caiaphas Who's Caiaphas? Experts believe this was Caiaphas, the high priest of Jerusalem, who was the high priest at the time that Jesus was crucified. All right, So he was directly involved in the arrest of Jesus, interrogated him, and then handed him over to Pontius Pilate for execution. So we have documented proof that there was a Caiaphas in the area at the time. And there's other evidence about where the grave is and such that basically proves that the Caiaphas we're talking about is the high priest in the Bible. <clears throat> a few decades earlier, excavations at Caesarea Maritama, the ancient seat of Roman government in Judea, uncovered a stone slab whose complete inscription may have read, Pontius Pilate, the prefect of Judea, has dedicated to the people of Caesarea a temple in honor of Tiberius, who was Pontius Pilate. What is that? the Roman guy in charge of Judea and responsible for the crucifixion of Jesus. Yes. All right, so we have archaeological evidence all over that confirms things in the Bible. All right, in fact, there have been over 25,000 different archaeological finds that demonstrate and agree with the people and events in the Bible. And as I said before, all of this digging has not uncovered a single find that contradicts the Bible so far. Uh, <clears throat> so critics have only complained about missing evidence. All right. They don't have anything that says this is a, a direct contradiction. And they know, we know that they'll never find one. All right. Because uh, we can believe that the Bible is whole and true and therefore should be 100% followed. All right. So. Archaeology is just one more piece of evidence uh, that helps us draw the conclusion that the Bible is divinely inspired. Uh, It's the word of God, and we should learn and do exactly what it says. That's all I got. Thanks, guys.